So today I want to try to teach you two very important yesidas. And we'll see if we have time for both. But let's see what happens. Okay? So we've been talking about tshuva, obviously, because we're going into the aseret yimeat These are the times that we are looking to grow, to change. Right? That's, that's the tkufa that we're in. And we have tremendous siyat and to do so. Bigger siyat and than ever throughout the year. So I want to like, kind of like understand a method of how to change. Okay, that's point number one. You see, Rabbi Shol Salanta says that the first step to change, to grow, whether it's with tshuva or in general growth, the first step is to realize that you have a chisarim, that you have something that's deficient, that you have something that's lacking, that you have a problem. And a person who realizes that he has a problem, naturally, he doesn't want to live with that problem. That motivates him to want to get rid of the problem. Now, obviously we have to put a certain point down very clearly. A lot of times people do not want to be aware or be masked to a problem because they feel that if they have a problem, they have to get rid of the problem ASAP. And they may not be ready to do that, or it may not be possible for them to do that. Or they may not be willing or ready to make that change. So therefore they'd rather be unaware of it. You understand? This is in psychology called cognitive dissonance. Because you have certain things that you are have core beliefs, and you believe in them to be good. And you want to believe that you're good. And then if you realize that you have a chisarin, so it creates a friction in yourself. And you don't want to live with that friction and that problem. Okay, So we want to talk about that a little bit, because this first step to tshuva is understanding that you have a chisar. Okay? And you don't want to live with a chisar. You want to get rid of a chisar. You want to, you want to reach the perfection. Okay? Now, at the same time, you have to be okay with having a chisar as long as it's on an agenda to fix the, the chisar. That's already considered like you, the chisar is going away. Let me try to masbol this inside this. See, Shol Salanter, he makes a diak from a Gemara, and he says that as long as a person is a oisin tshuva, he's in the process of doing tshuva, that's good enough. Okay, that's a very important thing to know. Because Hashem doesn't expect instant perfection. But as long as you're on the process of tshuva, process of tshuva means that I came to a clear realization that I have a chesaron. And a clear realization that I have a chesaron is, motivates me to want to fix myself. But I also have to be understanding the reality of fixing myself as a process. And as long as I'm taking steps in the direction to fixing myself, that's good enough. Okay, so this is a very important thing. Now, people have a struggle with that. Some people have a struggle with it. They try to use 
uh, Torah sources to justify their, 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 their struggle with that. Because they're very black and white people. If the Torah says you have to do this, you have to do this. Finished. If I'm aware that I'm doing that sin, then I gotta get rid of it instantly. So they're coming from like a, a Torah perspective, you know? Some people, they have a personality that they, they can't accept to feel that they have chesroinus, or they're black and white thinkers, or they're perfectionists. So there's multiple challenges that deal, that we have to face when we're dealing with fixing ourselves, because the first step to tshuva, the first step to change, is to be aware that you have a problem, and you need to change. But your your brain automatically, without you even working on it, is constantly justifying yourself and working it out that you shouldn't feel like you have a chesar. That's an automatic thing that goes on in your brain. It deals with this cognitive dissonance. It does it automatically. It has all kinds of defense mechanisms to protect that. That's one challenge that we have to deal with. The second challenge we have to deal with is that most of us don't read into our own behaviors like a lambdin to see what we're actually doing. I'll give you an example. Okay? So I saw a guy, a bocher, who was speaking a lot of Lashon Har. Okay? So if I'm going to go tell the guy and say, listen, Lashon Har is asul, it's not allowed. Zelo nechnas. So I said to the guy like this. I said, imagine when you're talking in the room, the dorm room with your friend and you're saying, this Pliny did this and this and that, right? Imagine if Pliny was standing there, okay? Imagine he was standing there and he was pleading with you and he was begging you, please don't reveal this thing about me, right? And if you go ahead and you would reveal it, that would be cruel, axarious, correct? 100%. Do you look at yourself as a cruel person? No, I'm a very nice guy. I would never be cruel to a person. So I said, so what's the difference if he's standing there and begging, or if he's not standing there and begging? He's be'etzim begging. Who wants anybody to say things about them, right? So Lashem Hara is cruel. So what, what we're trying to masbeh point here. I mean, sometimes we do a behavior that we don't think into the behavior and realize that the behavior is really something that's so deep in your midas. And if you would be aware of it, you wouldn't be comfortable with it because it's so not you. That chesaron of feeling and knowing and being aware that you're a cruel person would bother you to no end. Because I'm not, a, I don't want to be a cruel person. It's not, so not me. It's against my core values to be a cruel person. That's going to be the driving force by which is going to make you change. Because that's something that will bother you. Again, let's get the assignments. We have to get the assignments. But we should also want to say, the first step to change is that you realize that you have a chesaron and the chesaron has to bother you. I don't want to have that chesaron. Not interested in that chesaron. That's, ooh, that's not good. I don't feel good with that, right? And that has to be the starting point to change, correct? What's the two challenges? 
The first challenge that we spoke about is that when a person is putting, pinned against the wall to see that he has a problem, that drives him nuts, right? So sometimes I do that because I can do that in yeshiva because, you know, I love you. So I can sometimes send you a text message that, like, will give you a musr that, like, just puts you right in the corner, like, ah, ah, right? I can do that because, you know, I love you, right? So that gets a guy scared, like, oh, boy, right? Pin it up against the wall. But a lot of people don't like to live with that because they can't live with that, right? And if they finally, if you force them into a position to realize that they have such a chesarin, they need to get rid of it ASAP, and therefore their brain has to make justifications. Justifications, right? And all other defense mechanisms. That's one thing that we're dealing with. And to deal with that challenge, we have to get clear into our brain that we were born Balei Chesar. And the Tachas Achaim is to develop into something, and that's the life work. So there's nothing wrong with having a chesaron. There's only a, a wrong with having a chesaron if you're not interested in dealing with it. That's a tie on a person. If you want to have the chesaron, stay with the chesaron, not makbid on the chesaron, not, not, not want to be aware of your chesaron, you want to live in, in dimyan, you want to live in fantasy, that's where it's a problem. But to face chesaron and realize that life is about growth, that's what life is about. And growth takes time. That's not a problem. The second thing is that we're not lamdonim. Maybe it's connected with the first thing, why we're not a lamdon, but we're not lamdonim to read into what we do and see that what we do is corrupt. So let's take another example. Like we mentioned yesterday in the Shmuz, right? We say, Lecha Hashem HaTzedakah. You Hashem gives us tzedakah. That means, what does that mean, Hashem, you give us tzedakah? It means, Hashem, you provide our needs. That's what you do when you give somebody tzedakah. You provide his needs. So Hashem knows your needs to the T. There's nobody that knows your needs more than Hashem. And therefore, Hashem provides your needs exactly. He gives you the exact wife that you need. Sometimes people don't appreciate that in the beginning of marriage. But after a while, they start to realize... This is exactly what they needed. And Hashem provides you the exact parnos and the exact neighbors and the exact yeshivas for your kids and He provides your needs. That's what Hashem does. He provides all your needs. And what do we say? When we came to the awareness that Hashem supplies all our needs, then we got busha from that. Why is that? Because Hashem has a reason why He's providing your needs. He has an agenda. He has a purpose in life. He is investing in you. Because He says, this guy over here, I want him part of my Malchus Shemayim, and I want him to Megalik Voit Shemayim, and I, I, there's something I want from this guy. I'm investing in him, right? When a person has a child, he has an agenda. He wants to bring a Neshama to the world, and he wants to nurture and raise this neshama. So this neshama can be a piece of Klal Yisrael. That's an agenda. So that agenda is costly. That agenda takes a lot of energy. A lot of time. A lot of brain space. A lot of, you know, things, right? You're putting in. You're putting into somebody. Hashem is putting investment into us. Because as a toiva for us, 
he included us in his agenda of the lower world. Now, what happened was, you took the life he gave you. You took the health he gave you. You took the eyesight he gave you. You took the, 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 the ability to hear, to speak, the fact that you have parents, the fact that you have money, whatever it is, you took all these tzedakahs that Hashem gave you. Not only did you not use it for Hashem's agenda, you went and you maybe used it for things against Hashem's agenda. Okay? So imagine your parents gave you some allowance. So you could go to Walmart and buy your stuff that you need. You could go out to eat once in a while with your friends and whatever it is, right? And But you know your father doesn't want you to smoke. You know your father doesn't want you to drink. You know your father doesn't want you to gamble, right? And then you go take the money and use it for drinking, uh, smoking, and gambling. Then you're a low-life bum, you know? You're a backstabber gandiv. You, 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 you're not, you're not just not saying hakarat atov. You're a boigid. You're mashalim ra tachas toivo. Right? But you didn't see it like that. But when you come to that awareness that if I live my life not the way Hashem intended that I should live my life, that's, brings you busha. Why does that bring you busha? Because naturally you have goodness in yourself, you know? If I sit down with a guy in a questionnaire and I say, are you a person who is a backstabber? Stealer, ganiv, backstabber, user and abuser. I promise you that one guy in this yeshiva or in the world would say, yeah, that's me. No way. Impossible. That's disgusting. That's low. It's mamish not chayich. Imagine you took a kid off the street, right? You saw a kid on the street. Yosem, he had nothing. You brought him into your house. You raised him. You supported him. You brought him into your business. You made him wealthy. And then he, he knew all your information. You know, he, he's been living with you his whole life. And now he stole your whole company. And he got all your clients. And he turned you into a poor man. And he became rich on your back. Wow. That's a low life, Right? It's no way. I would never be a low life. Sure not. Never. Right? But then when you start to be minateach your maizim, when you start to take apart your actions, and then you say, aha, in this action there is a low life there. There is a backstabber there. There is a user over there. That's supposed to bring you to what? Busha. And Harata, why is that bringing to Busha and Because you're a decent person. The, what's Busha and Harata? I want to get the Amkas here. Busha and Harata in, in, in Shuva is where the real self, the real decent person that you are, came to a realization that you were acting not like yourself. I want you to get the Amkas. Everybody says deep stuff. The Chazal say, what's considered a Elzar? A king or a ruler or a god that's foreign to you, that's Yetzara. Meaning, the Yetzara gets you to act not like yourself. It's so not you. But while you're doing it, you don't realize that. You don't realize that. It's so not you. You don't, but you don't realize that. So in the Truva process, what happens is, when I start to look at Mysim, and I start to 
take apart and I start to realize that the Yitzhahara got me to behave not like myself. That's why I'm having busha. One of the things of Ikvas of the Mashiach is that chutzpah, people have chutzpah. What does it mean have chutzpah? It means they do evil, they're aware that they're doing evil, and they're perfectly comfortable with it. They're comfortable with it. That's called chutzpah. What's the opposite of chutzpah? Busha. What's busha? Busha means when I came to an awareness that I acted like an animal, but I'm a human being, I'm not an animal. I, I know what I am. And the Yitzhara got me to act in a way that's so not befitting, so low. So then I have busha from it. And then I have nichamti, uboishti, umescharet. You got that? That means that action wasn't me, so not me. And that's what motivates me to change. You understand? But the problem is we're not lamdonim, just like I told you before. A guy speaks Lashon Har, he just thinks he's hocking in, in the coffee room. But if he would really think into it, he's behaving like the most cruel person in the world. Because the guy who he's speaking about, if he would be aware of what you're saying, he would be crying and begging and asking you and pleading with you, please do not reveal that. So what's the difference if he's doing it papoil or if that's really what's going on? Speaking about other people is cruel. It's disgusting. It's low. It's having fun on someone else's, uh, someone else's, uh, life account. It's disgusting. When I'm stalking a guy, right? So I'm in the dorm and we're having a bull session and we're handling and then I'm making fun of the guy and everybody's laughing and I'm getting kavod and I'm getting excitement and I'm doing everything on his expense. You're a murderer. What's the difference between that and murder? But if I put you in a questionnaire, I would say, "Do you mur- would you murder somebody? <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Right? But you're doing that. That's exactly what you're doing. And you don't know people, right? You think that, and the guy's also laughing along, right? He's laughing along, you know? The guy's laughing along outside, but inside he's eating himself alive. You don't know people's sensitivity. It's under the skin, you know? Can't see that. So you're achzer. Do you see yourself as an achzer? No, you don't see yourself as an achzer. So therefore, if it becomes to your awareness, and then you start to have boishas ponder. That's when you start to have charata. So now, this is like alumnus. Because the Mesil Sasharim says that how does tshuva work? Akiris haratzen. That means I go back to what I did. I rethink about it. And thinking about what I did brought me to such busha and brings me to such remorse. And I feel like that's so not me. So that's Akira's Hamaisa. That's considered like you didn't do the Maisa. What's the Pshat? What's the Pshat? So again, it's a long schmooze, but I'm going to say it just like one Nakuda. There's two parts of you. There is the real you. The real you doesn't want to do anything Afzarius. It doesn't want to do things that are low. That's the real you, right? So Bishaf Maisa, when you did it, you weren't acting like yourself. To some degree, you're being forced by Yitzhahara to do it, to not behave like yourself. Now, at the time, you weren't aware of that. So you were all into it, correct? But when I go back and I rethink about the Maisa and I have Harata, 
the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu will done it is if the Yitzhahara used you to do it. Not that you did it yourself. Because you, 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 you went back to yourself. You went back to your real self in the Asiya. When you go back to your real self in the Asiya, then what is the other part? A Kfiya. Again, Be'etzem, Eoiv wanted a part of the whole world from doing bad things because the Yitzhahara influencing you. Be'etzem, you're being forced. You're forced to behave the way you don't want to behave. That's not me. If a person would be thinking all the time, as Silas Hashem says in one of his chiburim, the Ramchal says that if you would be, if your if your seichel would be present all the time, then you wouldn't be able to sin. Right? So he's playing you. He's forcing you. He's maneuvering you. Correct? That's what's happening. So if, since you have Bechira, at the end of the day, you let him force you, you let him convince you, so to speak, and you did it, right? You let him convince you. But in the Tshuva process, it's Akira Sarotsin. Akira Sarotsin does what? What does Akira Sarotsin do? What it does, it goes back to, the, to that Maisa, and you became in touch with your real self. But your real self had to be the Bashat's Maisa. If you didn't have a real self Bashat's Maisa, then Tshuva doesn't work. The Maral says that that tshuva, right? He explains that tshuva comes from the word shav. Shav is the letter vet and the letter shin. Vet is the second letter of the alphabet, and the shin is the second to last letter, right? That means you're still connected on aleph and taf. That means when you did the avera, b'shas you did the avera, there was still a piece of you that was connected to, to kedusha. It was still a piece of yourself that didn't want to do it. That means if a person came to a level, as I explained to Elizabeth Dordaya, if he would have did the last Zayna, if you come to a level that when you're doing it, it's complete Ratzon, B'Shas Maisen. If when you're doing the Avera, if it would be complete Ratzon, that means you're totally disconnected, then Tshuva doesn't work. Why doesn't Tshuva work? Because Tshuva has to go back has to go back to the mice that you did. What, 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 what are we going back in history? What are we doing in back in history? I'm going back in history and I am identifying myself with the piece of myself at the time of the Avera that didn't want to do the Avera. I'm activating that. And that's why I'm having busha and I'm having clarity that that act was so not me and therefore I'll never go back to that act again. That's the Akira Sarayatsa that creates the Akira Samaisa. Because Bishat Maisa, you have something that was Takan, not Ratzim. And therefore, you can go back to that place and we can rejudge that Maisa as not being your Maisa. I you did it. It's not Mesiachas to you. Why is it not Mesiachas to you? I you did it. Because if somebody puts a gun to your head and you do something, is that considered you did it? No. Oinus is not Mesiachas to you, right? Because again, this all goes back, and we don't have time now to explain all this oimik, but basically, we have no bechira over outcomes. We only have bechira over rotsim, right? So it's only a question of being mesiaches a maisa to you, attributing a maisa to you. So if you do something willingly, we attribute the maisa to you. If you do something against your will, we don't attribute the maisa to you, right? So if I could go back in history, and I could relive that maisa, and I could see that that maisa, was so not me, and I was being forced by the Yetzer, 
and therefore I'm divorcing myself from that mice legamre. So then we look at it what? As if the eights are forced to. The eights are forced to, that's how, that, then, then you didn't do it. You follow? So again, just to quickly summarize, what we're saying today is that the first Yisoyed, Rabbi Shosalan says the first Yisoyed and change is to have awareness that you did something wrong, that you have a chesar. And it has to bother you. Why is it bothering you? Because it's so not me. So we spoke about two challenges, but the second one that we were just talking about now is that we behave in a certain way all the time, but we justify the behavior and we don't look the behavior in the eye and see what we're really acting in a way that doesn't fit with us. But if we would, we would come to Busha, we would come to Harata, and once you come to Busha, come to Harata, that creates the Akira Sarata, and Memele creates the Akira Sarata. Do you think that me 